Today I want to target your self-belief. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Race Driver Coach Show. This is me, Enzo Mucci, your host for today, and we're back. We're back in the office. The small little cubicle office that I've got that's dedicated for you, this show, it's good to be back. It seems like it's been ages. The last two weeks or two episodes have been in the car, and I've been flying everywhere, running myself ragged, uh, coaching people, but it's good to be back, and we're here now, nice and peaceful. No traffic, nothing in the way, just me, you, talking to each other, or you're listening, about things that matter, about things that are influential to your success, that can help you succeed in racing and in life. And talking of life, today I went and did a life coaching session outside of motorsport for somebody who wants to get more out of themselves and overcome certain issues and things that are holding them back from really going full out. And now I started coaching, life coaching back in 2005. It's been a pastime. (laughs) I call it pastime, but I get paid for it. It's been part of my job for some time. And you know what? Most of the challenges people have in life are the same challenges that I'm helping people in motorsport. Hence why I'm a performance coach, because more of it's up here, more of it's attitude, more of it's you getting over yourself and and, and giving yourself the ability to perform how you want to perform, to perform how you need to perform in order to get the goals that you have in life. What's different? Apart from that's gone a bit dark, excuse me. But there's no difference. You in a race car, at the end of the day, it comes down to you, the person, the human aspect. So no matter what I teach on this race driver coach show, it seems to be translatable in everything. I do a life coaching session with somebody who is, you know, a housewife in her 60s that needs help to get over depression or to get out in the outside world again because they've lost their mojo and they just can't seem to get on in life or find relationships. It's similar to the challenges you have as a race driver, a 16-year-old, believe it or not, who's striving to become an F1 driver. All the same, because it's the blood, sweat and tissue. It's the human. That side of performing still is the number one. Even though it's called motor sport and we know how important the car is, the team is, the setup, still comes down to you. To you performing at your best and for you just to get out your own way, as I often say. To remove the performance blockers so you allow the skills that you do have to come through. And today's show is all about that session I just had with somebody. So it's not a question It's more the fact that what I'm seeing now, it's a trend. Now, I did a seminar a few weeks ago now for APSM with Andy Prio, and we were talking to the drivers. There's only about 20 of them there and the parents talking to the drivers about how to succeed in motorsport. And we took Andy's story. Andy Prio is this dude who just came from Guernsey, a tiny little island, tiny, underneath England, closer to France than it is England. And he wanted to chase that F1 dream. You've heard me explain about his story before. Didn't really have any money. All he did 
was made a deal with somebody to get a caravan, got the caravan, went to England and just chased his dream. Long story short, he wasn't even that good on track to start with, which is amazing. Turned himself around, managed to work in the industry and build his way up. And then he was Williams, BMW, Williams, Salba, whatever it was, Formula One test driver. So technically, he made it to F1. He's also triple world touring car champion and one of the leading GT drivers in the World Endurance Championship. So he's made it. He's made it. He's still striving. He's still hungry. Actually, he's faster than ever. And that's just the way it is. That's his story. So I thought, right, him for a seminar would be great to talk to all these drivers just to explain how he did it. The challenges, the dark side of what he had to go through, the dark days, should I say, what he had to go through and how he got through it. Then at the end, I spoke to everybody and I said, right, I want five people in my head. I thought I want five people to share their problem with me, with us as a collective, share their problems and then we can talk about them which is a big ask when it comes to race drivers, because when you've got race drivers together, they do not want to normally. They don't want to admit the challenge they have right now. But because we had a good camaraderie with everyone, there's a good atmosphere, they opened up. And I did. I think I got four or five of them to say what their challenge is. And interestingly enough, 100% of the problems that these drivers had came down to their self-belief issues they didn't not not, they just don't believe in themselves but they've always got this thought where they don't act freely they don't act as much or as they want to because they're either afraid of they're not good enough or they're afraid of what other people think about them this is interesting because i think thinking back now all those drivers were underneath the age of 22 I don't think anybody was over that. So it's pretty much new generation. And this is what I'm seeing now. This is like a new generation mental virus that we've got going on. I'm seeing people now peacocking to hell, showing on Instagram and all this how great they are, the life. But when you talk to them, when it gets down to the nitty gritty, when it gets down to them going into the qualifying session, when they have to be at their best or going to just speak to somebody about sponsorship, they crumble. They live this life on the outside of being all they are, being all that. But really, the kid inside doesn't really believe in themselves. They're scared. And it seems to be the normal way now. That's what I want to talk about today. I want to help you release yourself from self-doubt. And just understand this right now. You're a human being. Top of the food chain. Some might argue not, but we're pretty damn good. Good or bad, look what we've done to the world in terms of the way we've grown, the way we've spread, the way we um, have taken things from rock and turned them into technology. We're pretty damn clever. Okay, we've only got six, six, we've only got five senses that we use. We're, We're pretty limited, but still, we're pretty damn good. And for you to even be in the first place where you beat all those other sperm to the egg and you got through and you got born and you're not dead, you're still here, that's a victory. You've already won the big race to get here in the first place, and now you're in celebration time, yet still, with all these facts, you can see that we still don't believe in ourselves. We still beat ourselves up. We still self-harm physically and mentally because we've got something that we don't want to admit or we want to hide. We're worried about what other people think. We've got all these things going around all the time. 
What hasn't really helped is social media. I mean, I love social media. I'm on it all the time. Are you, this is how you found this video, right? Social media. It's the way we interact, the way we keep on top of things, talk to people. But when I look at it, I look at the Instagram feed, and I'll tell you what I've done about this soon, but I look at the Instagram feed, and it's all people showing what they've got people showing them at their best, people showing you all the achievements they've got, what's great, what's great, what's great, all the time, and not just people you know, but other people, the stars, constantly in your face about how good they've got it, when you know, really, if you think about it logically, you know that it's false, life isn't really like that, when you go behind the scenes of some of these celebrities, you see what a nightmare they are, and they can't even hold down a relationship, because they're that insecure, but they paint a nice picture on social media, now, the problem is, as you grow in, growing up, especially these youngsters now, youngsters sound so patronising, but everyone who was underneath that 22 years old in that room, they're looking at people that have got the life they want. What message does that send to the brain, do you think? Yeah, it can be inspirational on a given day, like, I want that, I want that. But normally, the subconscious part of you will say, that's not me. I haven't got that yet. I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I haven't got that, I'm not there yet, I'm not there, look where I am, it's not good enough. and you're constantly comparing, you do that on a daily basis, where do you think your mentality will end up if you allow it to? This is just one example, and you can see that everyone's on their phone all the time, so this is like a, a hypnosis, a public hypnosis that everyone is going through, and I can see now that depression, I can see that people in relationships, I don't know how to hold relationships down, everything's growing on the negative side. And not much is growing on the positive side. People are not looking around and reminding themselves of what they're grateful for. So you get people that are just self-harming in every way and getting quick fixes because they think that's going to make them feel better. I'll go and earn this money because it makes me feel better. You get there, you earn the money. I don't because it's still me with my hang-ups. I want to. <laughs> it might seem like I'm not talking to race drivers, but I really am. Because this goes through to your racing. If you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. More importantly, if you don't believe in yourself and if you're not willing to go and push the boundaries to fail publicly in front of everybody and welcome the criticism, if you're not up for doing that, then you're, you're going to overdrive, underdrive in qualifying, you're going to crumble under pressure, you're going to tense up when someone's in the mirror, because it's all related to how you see yourself. You're too defensive. Most people are too defensive. They're not on the offense, they're more defense. They're trying to hold on to their reputation, hold on to what they, people think and think it's a certain way. Show, this is how good I am, look. <laughs> I would have got a podium if my car didn't break down. This isn't good. What I want to do today is leave you with a nugget of information. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to life coach you here. The session I went through with that person was for two hours. I'm not going to do that here because I don't know what challenge you've got or anything. But just stick with me now when I talk you through and just explain how stupid it is the way we don't believe in ourselves. Now, comfort zone. If you're going in to a race meeting and you've got a very small comfort zone, which means... This is you now, right? This, this piece of paper. Sorry, everyone who's listening on the podcast. They can't see this. But this dot here, hopefully you can see that, is you. And you're in the middle of your comfort zone. Let's just say it's a big circle that's around you. There. That's your comfort zone. Not very big. 
Don't know why it's bigger on one side than it is the other. Can't draw. But now what happens is people, to avoid all this area, all this area on the outside, all that area on the outside is what you haven't explored yet. How far you ha you're, you're not willing to go because you're afraid of people judging you. You're afraid, afraid of failure. So you don't go outside this comfort zone. You live inside it. So you take actions and you put yourself into positions and situations where you can just about bear it. If you go near the edge of this comfort zone, this circle that's around you, things get a bit risky. You might fail. You might look silly. Humiliation might come into your life. People judging you. Your parents saying, told you so. Someone saying, told you so. So what happens? Action-wise, on a daily basis, if you want to find sponsorship and you go just to the very edge of this pier, you're the type of person that will just send an email to a company because you don't want to go there face-to-face, -face, knock on the door, because knocking on the door and speaking to people and facing rejection, face-on, is out here. That's part of the challenge. It's the risk-taking. But I want you to fall in love with failing. This is another coaching session I had earlier in the week, last week, with a driver. And if anything, they want to win. They want to win. They want to win. But the problem is when that win isn't really there, when they're threatened, they worry. They tense up, which means they're more fearful of losing than, they're not, than they want to win. So if they feel like things are not going well, they'll panic. If they feel like things are not going well, they'll make an excuse. This isn't this driver. This isn't a blanket um, explanation of other drivers. They feel like it's, they're going to lose. They'll look for an excuse. They won't say, fantastic, I'm going to lose. Now let's learn from this and move on. Because every single failure you go through will help you go. Like that quote I put up yesterday on Instagram and on Facebook and Twitter. Progress, not perfection. Three words. If you live by these three words, then you can't fear failure. It's impossible. Because you know that every single action you take, there's a consequence. There's a result. And that result is just saying what that action actually did. Doesn't mean you're better or worse. It's just, okay, oh, it, it worked or it didn't work. If it doesn't work, which is people call it a failure. People call it, you know, you got beat in a race. That's fine. I'll work, I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. I'll find out what it was. Everything that happens in life is just a result. So if at the moment... You're not getting the results in racing that you want. In the moment, if you're overdriving and qualifying, but not in free practice, it means you're worrying about failure. It means you're worrying about not being good enough. It means you're worrying about what other people think. If you're in qualifying and you're underperforming, there's too many minds going on, too many thoughts. You know for a fact that when you get into that car and you've got no consequences in mind, you don't really care, you're just driving freely, you drive at your best. But as soon as you start to add things and stack consequences and what ifs and asking questions that don't really help and worrying about who's watching and all these things and the brake shape that you've got to keep, your driving goes to toffee. It's too much ballast. It's too much weight. Back to self-belief. You've got to now see. If you really want to be the best race driver and successful in life, you've got to welcome the failures. Because what a failure does... Basically, it's you going out your comfort zone again, pushing the boundaries, right? So if you do go outside the comfort zone and you take an action which is outside this circle of comfort zone, guess what happens? That now becomes your comfort zone. It grows.
And the more you do it, the bigger that circle around you grows, the bigger the area. Now I'm going to go for a, a stretch goal that's slightly outside my comfort zone. Once you go for it, fail or not, as long as you use that failure, it will grow again. This is the kind of mindset you need. You need to fail if you want to succeed. It's a requirement. You cannot do it without. So I want you to fail more. I want you to love failing. I want you to have people judge you and go, you know what? You're judging me because you don't know what failure is. And I bet you if I look at your life, this person that's judging me, if I look at your life, I can see that you're chained back. You've got a ball and chain because your fear won't let you go for it. I haven't got a fear. In fact, I have got a fear, but I know that fear is nothing but feedback. Failure is feedback. Fear is feedback. Everything is. And you need to go into your racing and into life like this. Otherwise, what's the opposite? The opposite is you'll put things off. You'll come up with an excuse why you can't do it. You'll come up with an excuse why it didn't work out. Or you'll get into a situation where this is your chance to, to shine. And you'll have that much worry about it not going right. That you'll clam up and you won't be able to perform. And you'll blow the chance. Everyone who succeeded has been lucky at some stage. They've had this opportunity. It's come, I just heard um, Bernie Ecclestone said the same. He just said, I'm just lucky. I had opportunities and I went for it. I've had so many people say that, and I mean ultra successful people inside and outside of racing have told me personally, I was just in the right place, right time. But what's interesting, when that right place, right time came, I executed i nailed it i did it i took that opportunity and i made the most of it there's far too many of you out there that are not the opportunity comes maybe and because it's like oh my god i can't believe this is happening too late gone <laughs> you've just blown it you've just gone off at the first corner or something because you're that worried you've got to allow yourself to perform in this industry and everything in life and anything that gets in your way self-belief or worrying about what others think you just you can't do with that it's got to go now, sweating again, it's that time of year where it's hot. But bravery, right? You know what real bravery is? Bravery is being shit scared, being really scared of something, yet still doing it anyway. Every public speaker, most singers, performers, actors are bricking themselves before they have to go and perform. However, the difference is, is they do it anyway. If they're really scared, they'll start to think what they're doing it for. If they're really scared, they'll start to think, actually, these people are just here with me. I'm not here to perform. I'm sharing my talent with them. They love me. So they change the way they see it and they go and execute. And you keep doing that and then the fear will start to die down. Some people always have stage fright. Some of these famous people always have. Some of the best singers in the world. But still, they get themselves to do it. I don't want you to be the best kept secret. You have got a goal, you've got a dream in your mind that you want to achieve. You've got a lot of people around you saying, don't bother, it's not going to work. What's that mean? There's only one person who has to believe in you. It's you. You've got to be the person that backs yourself. Nobody else in this world will. You've heard me say it before and it's true. If you can't back yourself, what's the point? The fact that you don't believe in yourself is just because you're probably worried about it not going right. How about focusing on what you've got to do to get it right and, and fall in love, like I say, with losing. It's your best friend. It's just saying, okay, you're screwed up now. You've screwed up. 
but what we're going to do about it we're going to take that screw up and we're going to use that lesson put it into the next time we touch the track or we go and see someone about sponsorship or we go and chat up that person at the bar whatever it is we're going to use that as feedback and move forward over time you'll praise that failure you'll say thank god that failure happened because now look at me there's nothing to be afraid of. If you're starting to doubt yourself, just realize when you get into that car and when you're doing anything, just realize that that's just a voice. How much energy you give that voice is up to you. Are you going to allow that silly question of, oh, what if it doesn't go right to stick and carry on saying it all the time and give it power? Or are you going to diffuse it? Are you going to change it by saying, if it doesn't go right, I'm stronger bat it away it's gonna go it's gonna give up it's like okay you might as well just go for it then (laughs) that's what i want you to do i want you to just go for it everyone's gonna say again that you're crazy for going for this goal but you know you only live once be a realistic if you really if you haven't got the cash and you're and you're getting on your years and you're still thinking f1's great i want to be an f1 driver then okay maybe that's not on the cards maybe we should start small and then see how far you go but if you are self-aware and you know your capability then just let rip don't be the one person that stands in your way because the only one person that stands in your way is that person in the mirror is you i hope you're going to take this on and to do this you've got to do it every single day every day what can i do today that is going to get me closer to that goal yet is going to push me It's going to ask a lot of me. It's going to make me feel a bit embarrassed if it doesn't go right. What can I do today? Who can I talk to? Who can I approach that gets me just that little bit closer? What can I do on the track that feels a bit like risky, but I know I've got to do it in order to be fast? What have I got to do? All these stretch goals, these stretch actions are what make you improve. The more of them you get into your daily life, the more you'll improve. It's simple as that. Yes, the brain will now and then, because it's on survival mode. This isn't here. The brain isn't there to make you happy. It's there to keep you safe and to survive. Thing is, we've attached it now to simple daily tasks. Honestly, because we've not really had any big wars in our country, as most of the people that are watching this, we're a bit soft. We haven't had any real challenge. So we've attached fear to just mundane things. And then they beat us. You're bigger than that. You're a, you're a goddamn human being. I want you to believe it and live like it. No excuse.